All right, and welcome to another edition of Beckett Radio. I'm your host, Derek Ficken, alongside Justin Gruner. Justin, what's up? Not much, man. Just got back from vacation. Yeah, 10-day uh, vacation for you. It was uh, it was pretty nice, man. It was, it was pretty good stuff. I bet it was. You know, we actually had a great 10-day vacation uh, here in the office from you. So, That's, hey, so you it was know, mutu- it's yeah, mutually beneficial. Mutually beneficial I'm for okay everybody with involved. So um, I got to go and relax, go fishing. Okay. Uh, I went tubing and fell off, and yeah, that was a lot of fun. Tubing and fell off. That's, yeah. Well, my dad whipped the boat around and oh, snapped okay. me off. And gotcha. I got a bruise on my leg from it still. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun. Good classic, homely fun. There you go. Good, good um, classic American fun. It was. It really was. Well, there was even bald eagles nesting, so I felt more patriotic the entire go. week. Yeah. Because <laughs> every night I saw bald eagles flying across the sky. All right. Well, that's cool. So, so uh, you did have an interesting story to share with I, us. Correct? I did. Um, on our way home, me and my wife. All of a sudden, for some, for some reason, we got uh, antique shop fever. Okay. And every time we saw an antique mall, oh, gotta stop. Mm. And we didn't really buy much. I think I bought like a little penny. So we gotta look it up Sweet. on <laughs> on, Beckett, on Beckett coins. There you go. Look, yeah. Beckett. Shameless, shameless plug. Yeah. Um, but there was a lot of cards in one of these shops. I mean, it was a massive shop in Missouri called the Pink Elephant. Nice. It had a giant pink elephant in front, and then a guy in a speedo, like forty foot tall speedo right. wearing dude. Kind of weird. It was very strange. Yeah. Um, but this guy was walking around and opening each case for me. And I'm looking at cards and I saw, you know, some from the thirties, but all the corners were tattered and yeah. nothing that was catching my eye. And then I saw a 1966 Mickey Mantle Ooh. and I was like, I like this card. Yeah. And I had a couple hundred bucks extra. We won some money at the casino and I was like, all right, I have some money to play with. And the, the price tag said $175. And I was like, man, I'm sure we might book it at something like that, but I'm not paying that at a, at a yeah, at an uh, antique mall. Antique mall, thank you. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I'm not even going to get this graded. So I was like, I'll pay you 100 bucks for it. And he's like, no, no, no. Beckett says, and went on this <laughs> tangent about Beckett. And I was like, um, uh, I, I kind of have some news for you, buddy. And he goes, what? And I was like, I handed my business card. And I'm like, I, I do the pricing for baseball. <laughs> and he's like, what do you mean? I was like, I well, Brian Fleischer is the main guy, but I do a lot of price changes for baseball. I pretty much do that in hockey. I yeah. know... I know what I, that card is worth. That's my job. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he just kind of straightened up and was like, oh, like something slapped him. I was like, I'm not trying to be rude, but yeah. I wouldn't sell that card for that price in the middle of nowhere. You're not going to get anything for it. Yeah. And he's like, well, what would you sell it for? I was like, just be willing to negotiate. That's all I'm telling you. I was like, if somebody offered you 100 bucks for that card, I'd take it. Yeah. Just because... He's like, it's, he told me it's been sitting on the shelf for, um, God, like five, six years. Jeez. It hasn't been really touched until yeah. I looked at it. So, uh, but there was a ton of cards out there and it was, it made me feel really cool just cause I was like, I'm seeing stuff that most people don't really think about buying. Of course. And there were some hidden gems in there and I was like, Oh, there's a Hank Aaron that I almost bought for 40 or 50. And I just decided against it cause I was like, you know, I don't have my OPG handy. I can't really <laughs> look it up and make sure that I'm not getting ripped well, off. Well, if, if, uh, if you didn't have an OPG handy, you know that Beckett has an app on the iPhone. I actually so do have that all, too. Yeah. Right? So, uh, so if, all you guys out there uh, who don't have an OPG or a price guide handy, <laughs> you can just go on your phone. Look we're it all, up. It's free. We're all about the shameless yeah, plugs shameless today. Yeah, shameless plugs today, man. We're well, all about it. Well, again, in the middle of nowhere, I had zero reception on my phone, so okay. I really couldn't look well, up anything. Well, I guess anyways. you're screwed then. Yeah, but, it wasn't. Uh, since you're the baseball guy, you should have known about all these prices you know, off the top of your head. So I can't know every single price, unfortunately. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm not a Rich Klein. 
<laughs> well, that's okay. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's a pretty cool story. Yeah, interesting. So you yeah. didn't buy it? I did not, no. Okay. I, uh, I ended up not buying any cards that trip. Gotcha. Well, uh, yeah, there's there's a lot of things going on lately. We had the All-Star game this a uh, couple days ago. Yeah. We had uh, LeBron James finally announcing where he was going. And he did not do his own little special on ESPN for it. Yeah, it he just... actually did his little SI story. And then jetted out to Brazil for the World Cup final, so that so, that shows a little bit more maturity about this whole thing. I don't know about maturity, but just less douchey. <laughs> yeah. Well, I consider it a little bit more maturity because well, of what he said in the story. Yeah, that's true. But here's the thing: is he signed a two-year deal, and he can opt out after one. So I, what's going to stop him from going back for one year and go? Eh, I'm not feeling this again, and then I, bounce. Yeah, I mean, the the whole thing with me is that he already said that you know he plans on finishing his career in, in Cleveland, you know, his home. So you know, the, I, I I can't see him being like, ah, eh, I'm not feeling it yet. I want to go to I want to <laughs> well, go to like uh, New New York or something. Yeah, uh, I, I'm pretty sure he's done. He's got two kids, a third on the way. Uh, he looked at this, their BFFs. So he knows their he knows his children and everything yeah no <laughs> but you know <laughs> well, I, I, he's he's becoming a family man you know well, yeah, he's getting he, up there in his 30s uh now i think he's 30 no he's 29 oh, okay he's, he's 29. not even 29 yet yeah. and the reason why i know that is because i was 19 and when he signed with the nba he got a 180 million dollar contract from nike nice before he ever started and i got really pissed off about it i was like what the <laughs> hell man yeah what are you but doing with your life justin i'm also a full <laughs> foot shorter than him so I, yeah. I can't really knock him too much exactly he, you know but He's been in the league for, what, 10, 11 years now? Yeah, something like that. And he's just now going back, and he's talking about retiring, or I want to stay with this team while I re- before I retire. He's got another possibly 10 years left in him. Yeah. I mean, that's that's a long time for him to say, I'm going to stay in this city, only this city, when he could have the Knicks throw a huge $110 million contract at him, and what, is he going to say no? Yeah, but part of me feels like he's he's done experimenting. Like he talked about going to Miami was like him going to college because he never went to he never experienced going away from home. Right. You know, to to experience a new chapter in his life. So Miami was almost that college experience that we all have. If you did go to college on, you know, getting away from the family, enjoying yourself, you know, becoming a man, you know, things like that. And and in his story, he he told everyone that, yeah, that's that's kind of when I grew up was when I went to Miami and started winning titles. You know, it wasn't all about me, even though it kind of was, you know, he upped his game and he upped the games of others around him. For some, for know. some people growing up is getting a college degree, others winning NBA championships. Yeah, something like that. You know, it's, it's all it's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. Take, so, yeah. <laughs> all right. So, what do you, what do you see for him then in the future? Do you see him? Uh, I obviously he's going to be successful. He's yeah. gonna, probably going to be the top scorer of all time by the time yeah. he's done. He'll he'll be close. But do you see his cards going up? What do you see with his his memorabilia? It, it's tough because I. I <sighs> I don't know, you know. And does he stick with six, or does he go back to twenty three? I another one. Okay, I'll lead it off with the number. I think he's going to stay with six, okay, because that's his new number. You know, he that's kind of. I feel like twenty three was a. You know, he's paying homage to Mr. MJ. Um, but that's Michael Jordan for anybody who doesn't know exactly. But when he went to Miami and when he was on Team USA, he he changed his number because he wanted a new chapter. You know, right? I don't think he wants to go back to that 
previous chapter because it didn't really work out for him. Number six works out for him because he's won two championships, two ben. NBA uh, uh, MVPs, a yeah. couple of gold medals, something like that. Plus, he's been with been to four championships. Exactly. That's the one thing. This guy has been, spent the last four years in the NBA Finals. Yep, yep, yep. So, you know, I think he'll stay at six. Okay. I still have my 23 LeBron jersey, so I'll be sporting that here. Oh, well, at least you're not there. one of those idiots who decided to burn their 23 jersey okay so yeah for all the people in cleveland who you know who are like talking about why you know why this is so important to him i mean it really messed cleveland up like you were saying their economy dropped yeah that's we were how talking big about that off air but you know the way he did it was so hurt like if i feel like stephen curry would do something like that you know, and if I was living in San Francisco and he would do that, I, I, if I had a Steph Curry jersey, I would, I would, I would it. do something bad that I would regret later. You know what I mean <laughs> with that jersey? But you know, since I wasn't living in Cleveland, and you know, I'm a, I'm a fan because of my mom's side of the family. You know, they're all in Cleveland, they all root for him, and they're all diehard fans. Right. But you know, I, I'm kind of a fan because of my family, so I enjoy it. But I was like, hey, it's. It's a piece of history, you know. I'm gonna, yeah. I'm not gonna burn the jersey. Right. Like it was a lot of money. Well, screw the history. As I say, it probably cost you pretty. Yeah, good it was chunk like 150 bucks. It was, it was a nice jersey. So as far as you know, his trading cards go. I think it'll be interesting to see what happens. I think his Cleveland Cavaliers cards are going to go up in value a little right. bit. Uh, and you know, I think his Miami Heat cards will maybe dwindle a little bit. But I think they'll stay the same or dwindle yeah. just because it's LeBron James. But I think that his new batch of cards, other than his rookie year, obviously, yeah. His new batch of Cleveland cars are probably going to be worth more, in my mind, just for prediction, because now he's got Kyrie Irving, and he's got all these draft picks that he's going to be working with yeah. and trading up. And I really see that team becoming a major powerhouse with him there because they already had a good foundation. Yeah. Now they have that superstar to just put him over. Yeah, now I, you know, I think, you know, thinking about trading cards, I think Panini did a pretty interesting uh, set in one of their products where it's, you know, top teams that have a, a legit starting five. Right. And now I feel like Cleveland can be included in in that oh, yeah. conversation. I mean, Easily. You have uh, Andrew Wiggins, who's going to be a staple in this league for right. years to come. Anthony Bennett, who supposedly is turning some heads this year, lost a lot of weight. He, he worked a lot in, in the offseason. So he might become a legit power forward, you know. And he won't be a bust. And and, well, they're talking about getting Kevin Love. I heard. I heard rumor on ESPN. They're saying, you know, well, yeah, he that, might go exactly. But uh, the rumors are that you have they have to give up Andrew Wiggins, which they don't want to do. Which I wouldn't do because right. you know he's he's a kid. He's got too much potential. But whatever the case might be, you have Kyrie, LeBron. Uh, I think their center is uh, oh, what's his name, Anderson Verjao, uh, who's a fan favorite and right. who is a. Like LeBron loves him, so that was a big reason why right. LeBron wanted to come back too. But you know, Cleveland's got a good chance. You know, they got a lot of new avenues in the trading card world. You know, you can get those dual jersey cards of Kyrie yeah. and LeBron James. Like Wearing the sky is the limit. Kind of yeah, exactly. So it'll be interesting to see how card companies are going to take it. Watch out for those dual patch autograph cards. It's yes, coming. It's I coming. guarantee yeah. it's coming. And those are going to be some that'll be high cards. The, yeah. And I, now Miami's only going to have Dwayne. Wade and Chris Bosch to do those and Chris jerseys. and here's the thing to me I saw the Chris Bosch contract the yeah. other day and I was like are you guys on drugs <laughs> <laughs> Chris Bosch is not bad but 
he's not LeBron Dwayne Wade no, money, and no. you just paid him Dwayne Wade LeBron money. Yeah, I you know it'll be interesting to see what you know Chris Bosh. I I like him. I think he's a good guy and he's a good yeah. player. But he's you know they had to offer him that much to keep him. Well, when they say they have the big three, Chris Bosh was he was the curly to their Mo and Larry. <laughs> He yeah. really was. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. But um, yeah, so be on the lookout for that. It'll be interesting to see what happens, you know, in Cleveland, especially with Johnny Manziel there. Uh, Cleveland oh, Indians, they're doing that. all right, you know. But well, they have the best baseball player in majors right now. Who's that? David Murphy. <laughs> oh, God. I thought you were going to say <laughs> Nick Swisher because of Chris Old. Nope. But David Murphy. David Murphy. Okay. Oh God, we both have the same. Yeah. Oh no, that sucks, man. That was just a slap in the face realization. Yeah. There you go. Sorry, David Murphy. I can't be a fan anymore. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's go to something relevant in the hobby. Right. Let's talk about new products and pricing. What do we have this week? We got just a few, actually. Yeah, it's, um, it's a slow week this week. Panini Spectra Basketball. Just uh, got that checklist in the yeah. system. It'll be available uh, uh, ASAP, I guess. I think it'll probably be ready either today or tomorrow. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Press Pass Redline Racing. You're excited. Uh, I'm very excited for this. I love last year's product. Love this year's product. We haven't had a racing product in a few months now, too. Yeah, I mean, well, it's only Press Pass, so they That's only true. do every two or three months. Yeah. And the last one was a really good product, and they never fail to amaze me. Yeah. They, they always amaze me with their product. Yeah. So I'm really looking forward to that. That's on the 23rd. Okay. Also on the 23rd, you got preferred basketball yes, coming out. Yes, yes. So no hockey or no hockey, no baseball, no football. No football. Thank God, because <laughs> earlier in the month, that's all I felt like I was doing was football. So you're kind of footballed out. I'm very footballed out, and it's the off season. Like, yeah. You know, I, it's like I would get so pumped to do it if it was during you know the season but it, it's not so. well that's just they there is no off season in cards anymore they oh, spread it out where oh, you're, yeah. you get bombarded now yeah um we got pricing uh panini golden age okay goodwin champions uh and allen and ginter are all being priced very right. soon i just gathered ginter and it is being crazy heavily broken really like six thousand sales i've seen that's a, it's a ton for only yeah. a week yeah um itg draft prospects we're gonna have that probably next Monday or Tuesday. I just finished pricing Panini Contenders, so there's that. Um, and I think that's about it for pricing. Yeah, it's not, I mean, Prestige Football, uh, we gathered some info today. Right. It's only been out a week or something, and there was already 2,200 you know, uh, results for that. So uh, we're going to get on top of that because that seems like a really big product. It really is. I mean, it's, it's one of those mid-range products that – you always have fun breaking it because if you hit it big, you're going to get a really good card for very little money. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I always enjoyed breaking that and contenders because they're not bargain bin, but mm -hmm. you're getting a really good price for what you can get. Yeah, exactly. So, all right, well, be on the lookout for that. Um, if anything is uh, um, wrong in the checklist uh, for these new products, just shoot us an email, radio at Beckett.com. We'll get those fixed ASAP because we want the uh, most correct uh, data in the system. Um, and, uh, yeah, whenever you guys send us emails with that, we, I respond immediately. I know Justin does, uh, because we like having, you know, correct yeah. information <laughs> and, do, and we do our best to get it done as quickly as possible, yeah. but we're kind of, kind of swamped at the moment, especially with the national, Yes, which somebody's going to the national. Hello. Yeah, no, it's going to be a lot of fun. We're, we have a lot of great things planned for Beckett and we're going to, uh, showcase that for next week's show. Uh, we're going to have uh, Mike Burkus 
on, who Excellent. is the guy who pretty he's the co-founder of the National Convention. He runs it, huh? He's yeah, the, he's 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 the, he's the head honcho. So Very we're cool. gonna have him on next week and have a special interview with him. Excellent. All about the past of the National Convention as well as the present and potentially the future. So that will definitely be a show not to miss. And we're also going to have some details about what Beckett's planning on doing next week. Oh, well, plus um, you got to tell them where they can find you so you can interview people. You exactly. Get, you know. Yeah. I'm sure you're gonna have a lot of fun talking to collectors and dealers and. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna have to get my tea ready because I'll be talking a lot for the next uh, for the for those three days because I'll oh. be there Friday, Saturday, and uh, leave Sunday. So. Well, fingers crossed. You can even get to talk, get to uh, talk to some athletes, maybe. Maybe. Get some, be cool. get some notoriety, some prestige on this yeah, show. That'd be I, awesome. I can, I can put, yeah, put the Beckett radio name with, with an athlete. Heck that, yeah. That'd be pretty cool. So, uh, all right, well, we have a special interview today. Uh, David Gelfman, he is uh, part of Ripping Wax. Uh, it's a really cool, awesome uh, case-breaking site. Started back in, uh, I think, 2011 is when they first launched it. And uh, they're going to be at the National and pretty much uh, the National is going to have, for the first year, a case break uh, pavilion. Oh, wow. Yeah, first time ever That's they're going to cool. have it. It's going to be this huge thing. And Ripping Wax is kind of the front runner, the leader to do this whole uh, pavilion event. So that'll be really interesting to see. And they're doing it legally. And they're doing it legally. Uh, so <laughs> we're going to have him on in a little bit. But, Justin, let me get your take on on uh, on case breaking because it, it's kind of been a, a touchy, hot topic. I, apparently it has we, been. We had Chris Olds on last week to talk about it. He gave us a little insight on his personal opinions. But what is your personal opinion about um, case breaking, group breaking in the hobby? Honestly, I, I like it a lot because it gives you... You don't have to invest a whole lot to get a really cool card. Yeah. It's another it's another way to do it. And whether you're a gambler, high-end guy like me, or you're just a regular collector and buying and busting packs, we're all gamblers in some sense, form of the some sense of the word. And this is just a new form of it. Instead of playing slots, you're playing blackjack. Yeah. And but now you at least have a team designated to you and you can collect only your team. I can go, I want the Rangers and I want the Giants mm-hmm. and I want Brewers. Done. Yep. And that is a pretty cool concept to me. Um, I don't see why there's ever any problems with it. It's not really well. There, I, there was there's controversy with the raffle part. Uh, well, <laughs> if you buy into it into a case break, mm-hmm. and even if you don't get a team, say yeah. you just have money that you give to them, and they you get a random selection, you're still getting something. Yeah. And so no matter what, you're going to get some you know some products, some it, fun stuff, yeah. and that's it's just a different way of buying. It's into a game a box. of chance. It, it's yeah. ju- it, it, I was talking to. Chris Olds last week, like I said earlier, and you know I said this is mainly for the gambler type of person. Yeah, in this hobby. Well, it's either the gambler or the team collector, yeah. and it's either one. And yeah. I I like it. I think it's fine. I've never bought into one, but it's just because I solely like buying my own box, and I'm greedy. I don't want to get anybody. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to give anybody anything yeah. that I buy. Yeah. Um, but one day, I'm, you know, with like five star, mm-hmm. you can have a guy buy into a five star case break and. He doesn't have to spend four hundred and fifty dollars. Exactly. He can, Here's a hundred bucks. I'm going to buy a couple of teams, and yeah, and you get five star. And that's that's exactly what happened with Chris Olds. He you know he doesn't collect football cards, right? But he bought into I think it was five star. It, it was a higher end brand, right? And he b- went in on it, and he got some decent hits. Yeah. And he was like, I wouldn't buy a, a box because I don't collect that sport. But if I, on top of that, it, it's 
pretty expensive too. Yes. But if if a chunk of that goes away and I just get a chance to get something cool, yeah, why not? You know. Exactly. And so I, for me, I I like it. I, it's it's just another way for. And honestly, it levels the playing field a lot for yeah. a lot of guys. Yeah. And so I'm all for it. Yeah, I think it's interesting because, you know, like I said, it's been a hot topic recently and the Nationals going to have this case break pavilion. So that obviously it's it's breaking the mainstream collecting hobby news, yeah, whatever you want to call it, you know, I think it's catching on pretty well. And, you know, a lot of people are if you go on our forums, you see guys who are like, I bought into this case break for these teams and here's what I got. Yeah. And it's always really cool to see. And, yeah. you know, you actually I think I've seen a lot more high end cards be pulled from case breaks then somebody go, I went to the card shop and bought a box, or yeah. I bought this on eBay and bought a box. Yeah, exactly. So, Well, yeah, it, it'll be interesting to see how, how it goes at the National. I think it's going to be a big success because you oh, know it's, gonna it, it's going to be something new and, and something people aren't used to seeing at the National. And uh, and it's just awesome to see case breaks you know, go down. I just um, like watching stuff on even on YouTube. You get to see all the case breaks <laughs> yeah. on there, and you're like, here's a one-on-one Babe Ruth. Yeah. And pretty cool, <laughs> it's pretty cool stuff, man. Yeah, so uh, I guess... I guess we'll go for the interview now. All right. All right, and next up, we have a special uh, interview. Since we're talking all about case breaking, we, we talked to Mr. Chris Olds last week about it, got his opinion. Now we're going to have someone who is a part of it firsthand, uh, RippingWax.com, Mr. David Gelfman. How are you doing today, sir? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. You know, there, there's been a lot of hot talk going on. I mean, there's going to be a case break pavilion at the National Convention here in a couple weeks that you guys are going to be a part of. How excited are you for the National, first off? I I would say that I'm extremely excited for the national, yeah. uh, but I've had almost zero time to think about it because <laughs> planning to get everything done yeah. uh, is, uh, you know, been burning the candle at both ends and, you know, uh, trying to make sure that this is a spectacular show for everyone. And uh, so uh, I'll be very happy when it's over knowing that it went well because <laughs> there's a lot of hard work that went into it. So uh, I would say I'm very excited if I had a chance to think about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I just uh, did a recording with the director of the National, Mike Burkus, and he's been, you know, all crazy all over the place for, for the last couple weeks. And he just said, man, I can't wait till August 4th when that day comes comes i can finally relax and and have have some peace and quiet <laughs> absolutely and my wife and kids can look forward to a vacation that's being planned there you go <laughs> well that's perfect uh all right let, let's get into the case breaking questions do you think case breaking is the future of opening higher end products in the hobby uh, good question. I would say that uh, whether it be in the card industry or any other industry, we've seen what's happened with the internet. Uh, if there's a way to take, um, you know, a business segment or industry that has been reserved for having to be at the place where the cards are, uh, and you can actually give people a chance uh, to participate in this hobby with a physical item online, uh, I would say absolutely. Um, you know, I think it just, just expands the hobby for, for, for everyone, from the manufacturers, uh, you know, to even stores that want to, you know, uh, you know, get with the times and, and, uh, and go online as well as have a physical location and uh, those that do case breaking and don't have a, you know, a store. And I, I think that uh, the fact that it's on the Internet obviously uh, opens doors that weren't there, you know, just a few years ago. Yeah. How um, for for people who don't really know a lot about case breaking, how how do you think case breaking benefits collectors? I think there's a wide variety of, of benefits for collectors. Um, let's say, for example, you're a, you're a Yankee fan. Uh, you're interested in collecting Yankee cards. 
the way it was before is that you'd have to, you know, buy packs or, you know, uh, buy a case or a box. And, uh, you know, you'd end up with cards from 29 teams that you weren't really interested in, um, but still wanted the thrill of opening up, uh, you know, packs or a case to see, you know, what good Yankee cards you can get. Mm-hmm. Or if uh, you, you were speculating and wanted to put an investment into um, Jose Abreu rookie cards, you might not necessarily be a White Sox fan, uh, but you wanted to, you know, collect Jose Abreu cards and, and still have a chance to, you know, to, to get involved in, in, in breaking of sealed product. So you can buy the, the Yankees or you can buy the White Sox and get an entire case worth of cards or an entire break worth of cards of the specific team that you're looking for, whether it be for collectible purposes, for investment purposes, or, you know, just, uh, you know, uh, have fun being involved in a, in a case uh, that's seven, eight, nine hundred dollars, and you can participate for twenty or thirty bucks. Yeah. You know, uh, I think that um, uh, another part of it is the entertainment. You know, I went from a couple of years ago having seven to ten shows that I watched every week to basically zero, <laughs> <laughs> and my nights are spent watching guys opening up cards online. Yeah, you know, it it's uh it, it fascinates me because you know I don't want to see guys opening up cards that I you know I have no interest in, but I I seem to always go to you know sites and. I just sit there for hours watching these guys open packs of cards, and I'm fascinated because even though I have no, you know, I, I didn't buy in or anything like that, I just love watching people open cards and seeing what they get, you know? Well, that and on top of it, you know, the, the, there's an entertainment value. I think that, um, you know, most of the successful breaking operations are run by hosts who are live, who are entertaining and watchable yeah. and yeah. uh uh, you know, so uh, I think that plays a large part of the equation as well. It's not just uh, only about you know uh, getting into a break or or watching to see what cards get pulled, but th- th- there's an, you know an entertainment value that goes along with it. Yeah. So I think that uh, having you know a multifaceted uh, you know uh, interest to the collector is 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 great, and that's why I think case breaking is exploding online. Definitely. Now, um, what do you think about razes or raffles uh, with some of the case breakers out there? And do you think it puts a negative vibe on case breaking in general? It's a very difficult question. Yeah. Um, for ripping wax, uh, we choose not to be involved with the razzing of cards. Mm-hmm. I know that there's a large market for it. I've seen uh, hosts that have a station that do razes explode in growth going from almost zero followers to over a thousand followers in less than four or five months, wow. which is, which is a huge ex- explosion. So there's obviously a demand for it. Um, my personal concern with it as a business is that, uh, it's illegal yeah. and I don't want to do anything that might jeopardize the business with, let's say, PayPal, for example. Yeah. So if, if PayPal ends up shutting down uh, operations that are doing razzing and 90 to 95% of all payments are processed through PayPal, um, you know, as much uh, you know, entertainment value as it has and the ability to get a card at a fraction of the cost, the fact is that you know, 9 out of 10 people are, are losers in that and get nothing. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, so I'm not going to make the decision for others whether they should do it or not. Uh, at the end of the day, I choose not to. Um, I know there's an exciting, you know, you know, value to it. You know, someone can get a, you know, a thousand dollar card or two thousand dollar card for a hundred or two hundred bucks. 
Um, so I understand why it's exploded. In fact, I've even participated in in the past. And yeah. um, so I can't really say anything negative about it because I know that there's a demand for it. Yeah. It's a very difficult question. I wish it wasn't <laughs> illegal because a lot of people love to do it. Yeah. You, you know, and that it's it's just interesting to see because, you know, in in recent weeks, there there has been a lot of drama with these razes and, and kind of people talking back and forth about it. And it's very controversial. Um, you know, eBay has a strict policy um, with their uh, with their stuff on, on their site. And, you know, it's personally for me, it's interesting just to see it play out, you know. Um, but, you know, I, I do agree with you. I, I think, it you know, it is illegal. And, you know, it, sometimes it is an unfair advantage. And I think rippingwax.com is is an exceptional business. I mean, just looking at uh, your website, it it just screams professional. And in 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 the hobby, that's that's what it's all about is being professional and not not trying to to screw the customer out of out of a, a fun hobby, you know. So you know, just a little praise to you guys over there at Ripping Wax. You guys do a great job, and I you know I look forward to the national. But uh, I do have a couple more questions before I let you go. Uh, thank, thank you for the comments, and yeah, I mean, I'm happy to answer any questions that you have. Definitely. Uh, let's talk about the card companies. What do you think they think of case breaking, and, and do you think that the card companies will get in on this, maybe sponsoring or having case breaks of their own? Well, I think the answer is yes, because it's, it's already happening. Yeah. Um, and I think that it, when it comes to the manufacturers, you know, it's like anything else. You have... You have companies that are on the left side, and you have companies that are on the right side. You have companies that are, you know, uh, first to act, and then there are the companies that want to see how everything unfolds before they do anything. Uh, so there's not one blanket statement that I could say about all the manufacturers. Uh, I am, uh, you know, uh, very, very happy that uh, all three licensed manufacturers, and when I say licensed, I mean league licenses, uh, are are sponsoring the Breakers Pavilion, whether it be by taking space actually inside the pavilion and actually having Breakers break their product from inside the pavilion uh, to other manufacturers that are doing breaks on the uh, Amazon.com center stage. Yeah. Uh, you know, we, we have, um, you know, uh, a break being hosted by uh, Panini that's going to be filmed live by ESPN on Saturday at 11 o'clock. The way that this thing has advanced is really phenomenal. And uh, just to be a part of it and knowing that this is an industry that, you know, that, that has become my career, um, you know, full time, you know, not too long ago, uh, I'm, I'm very happy that, uh, that the pavilion is where it is and it has the support that it has. You know, in your opinion, how has case breaking affected the hobby? Do you think it's uh, affected it positively or, or negatively or a little bit of both? What do you think? Well, I think it can only be looked at as a net positive yeah. simply because of the explosive growth that it's happened. And, you know, that means that more consumers are participating. And so this is an industry that's giving the customer what they want. And that is the choice to be involved in the card industry in any way that they choose. You know, there are all different types of breaks. There are all different types of breakers. There are you know, guys that do cases, there are guys that do boxes, there are, you know, there are mixers, there are hit drafts, there are all different types. So there's something for everyone. Um, whereas the way it was before, there was a case that was broken down into boxes, that was broken down into packs, 
and that was the only way to really get involved. Yeah. Whereas now you can get involved in a wide variety of, uh, of, of different ways. So uh, it can only be looked at as a positive. Um, you know, obviously with any new exploding segment, there's going to be, you know, some fits and starts and, and some drama and things like that. But at the end of the day, you know, when the dust settles, uh, I think that, uh, that case breaking has, um, or online case breaking has, um, you know, a bright future and will probably explode exponentially in a very short period of time. Yeah. And one last question. I did a little Twitter contest on our Twitter at Beckett Radio. I'm giving away a box of Panini Playbook hockey. Uh, So I picked a question at random. uh, And the winner of the box of Panini Playbook is Jamie Taylor at Mean Mr. Taylor. And uh, Jamie Taylor said, will group breaks start to influence the packing of hits in boxes and cases? What do you think about that? I think that that's in a way, already happened. Uh, yeah. You know, there's been, um, you know, a hot rookies product by Panini, the, the first uh, licensed football product from Panini that came out this year, I think was was packed uh, with the help of, of a breaking operation. Uh-huh. So, uh, you know, there wasn't the traditional, you know, uh, same amount of cards in every pack. There were four packs and they were different sizes and, and each pack had a, you know uh, different types of hits yep. and whatnot so I, I think that's that's already happened um, what I would like to see and and I'm not talking about you know the the couple of products like let's say a five star or an inception that might only have you know uh, 24 cards in the case what I would like to see is that every product um, for the most part uh, have every team represented so that when anyone buys into a, a, a team break um, that they're always going to get something. Yeah. And and I think the onus on that should be on the manufacturers and not necessarily on the breaking operations. Um, you know, so so that's that's kind of my feeling on it and uh, I think that they will do that. Uh, you know, uh, this is a very viable uh, way for their businesses to, you know, uh, expand because it uh you know, if you have a breaking room that's live and there's 115 people in it, that's the same as a hobby shop having 115 customers in it. Yeah. So a lot more cases get to be opened, and it helps the secondary market value of of, of the products. It helps sales for the following, you know, year of the same products, same SKU. And uh, so I only see positives, you know, all the way around. You know, I, I completely agree with you, David. And, you know, I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, I, I look forward to the national convention to see the whole case break pavilion there. I think it's going to be a huge success. And I think uh, everyone like me is, is looking forward to it as well. Uh, so hopefully, you know, you, you got a couple more weeks of grinding hard. But, you know, August 4th comes around and, and I, I, I know for a fact your family is going to like seeing uh, you a little bit more often around the house. <laughs> definitely, definitely. I'm looking forward to that, and I'm looking forward to a phenomenal event. And uh, you know, I think this is great. And the fact that uh, the whole industry uh, and the, the new card industry uh, finally has something that it hasn't had, you know, in years, and that's something to look forward to. Yeah. And uh, so, you know, I'm very happy to be a part of that, and I appreciate you having me on. And, um, yeah, I'll, I'll see you there. Perfect. Thank you, sir. Have a good one. Thank you. So, yeah, awesome interview with Mr. David Gelfman of Ripping Wax. If you want to check out Ripping Wax's website, it's easy, www.rippingwax.com. I'm, I'm looking at it right now. That It's a really clean website. There's an email address if you want to ask them questions. They're located in Miami. 
Um, it, it talks, I mean, they have chances to win a free spot in the grand case break at the national, which is sponsored by Panini. Um, there's, there's some really cool things here, some testimonials, some live case breaks going on right now. Um, and some really cool hits that some of the breakers have, uh, broken into. They have this really nice, uh, it looks like a Babe Ruth Topsy Museum collection card, a printing plate of Reggie Bush, a triple, what is that? A titanium uh, triple auto patch of Andrew Luck, RG3, and Ryan Tanner. I mean, the list goes on and on. There's some really cool hits that these guys are pulling. Yeah. So uh, check it out. David Gelfman, he he knows what he's doing. Great guy. I'm glad we had him on. It was a lot of fun. It was a lot of fun. <laughs> Tremendous fun. <laughs> well, I, I guess that about wraps it up for us. Um, if you have any questions, please send us an email, radio at Beckett.com or, uh, you know, on Twitter. You know, I'm always on Twitter asking for questions and and trying to get y'all involved on the interweb. So hit us up at Beckett Radio and uh, we'll have some fun with that. So uh, yeah, I guess that about wraps it up. Thanks to uh, Mr. David Gelfman of Ripping Wax for coming on the show today. If you guys have any questions, Beckett Radio on Twitter or radio at Beckett.com. Like I said, I'm Derek Ficken. I'm Justin Grunert. We'll see you guys later. Have a good one. 